Hello and welcome to Voices of Seed Kukwun. Today on the show, we listen to an interview with Naomi Michelson. She talks about harvesting protocols, the power of harvesting, and using plants as food and medicine. And, of course, we check in with our people in Seed Kukwun to find out what's going on in the community. Stick with us. Welcome to Voices of Sika Kwan. This is Hannah Floor, and today on the show I'll be talking to Naomi Michelson. Naomi is the owner of Kasei Training and Consulting, which focuses on prevention and education efforts through the use of indigenous knowledge and value systems. And she was the keynote speaker for the Petersburg Rainforest Festival in September of 2021, when she spoke about the power that plants and that harvesting have to bring people together. Naomi currently lives in Ketchikan, but she grew up in Petersburg, so she knows the area and its plants well. And I got a chance to take a workshop that Naomi gave during the festival on identifying, harvesting, and processing plants of the muskeg. You'll hear that mentioned in the piece. And after the festival, I sat down with her to ask her a few questions. Kase yuchat duwasak. Uh, so my Tlingit name names are Kase, which was my grandmother's name, and Daudau, which was my great grandmother's name. And uh, my English name is Naomi, and I live in Ketchikan and have five adult children and nine grandchildren. And right now you're here in Petersburg with us for the Rainforest Festival. Yay! Yes, <laughs> I am. And it's been a wonderful experience to be back in Petersburg and uh, to see family and uh, friends and meet new people. And, uh, and you know, it was really beautiful to be out on the Muskeg yesterday. Was, we, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> Same. I know. It was really yeah. lovely. And you did um, the keynote speech on Thursday night. Can you tell us a little bit about what you talked about just by a way of an introduction as to... What you're what you're sure. excited about? Sure, yeah. Uh, I um, talked about respectful harvesting guidelines and uh, presented some ideas for um, all of us to uh, consider as we're out gathering or um, harvesting, mm-hmm. and shared those ideas. Yeah. And one of the things that struck me about the guidelines, and I'm going to ask you to go through them okay. um, briefly, but one of the things that struck me about them is that they are um, pretty loose. And it seems like you're maybe encouraging thoughtfulness more than a sort of specific series of rules to be following. So I'm curious if you could. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well, even within um, like even my own community or sometimes even with my own family we have differences, and um, so trying to focus on some general concepts that um, most all of us can agree with and to build from there. Um, so I realize that because this document isn't coming from an organization, um, it's uh, from it's um, was created by indig- some indigenous uh, women around the state, uh, and our 
our ideas differ as well. And we have come from different regions. We harvest different um, plants and uh, animals. And so uh, we wanted to come from, uh, you know, a pretty generic standpoint so that, uh, you know, we can focus more on what we do agree on. Mm. And people can use this document as a way to start and, and build on that or... Um, tribes and schools, individuals can, businesses can use it. And uh, then, you know, I think it's just a starting point. And um, so I think that was the purpose of it. Uh, as I realized, we can't really tell anybody what to do. Um, I could try to, but it's not going to be as uh, uh, probably welcoming to, to people. And, um, you know, it might end up in the trash a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, and again, everybody has different um uh, protocols or different things that they like to follow or not follow. And um, and every community is unique. And so this uh, really came from the idea that um, as indigenous people from this uh, land, Alaska, we are a part of the land. Uh, we are related to the plants and the animals as we are to each other. And so um, how are we going to uh, protect what we love and uh, take care of the um, each other, but also um, you know the beautiful food that we have, and to make sure that everyone has access uh, and there's equity and justice in our um, food uh, sovereignty and uh, just all the different ideas that um, you know when I was going to school we didn't really learn about these things mm-hmm. we didn't think about it and. We live in a be- such a beautiful state, such uh, bounty, but just even in my short lifetime, I've seen uh, many uh, foods that aren't available anymore, and it's really sad and also very scary to me to know that, oh, well, we can't get um, Ooligan anymore on the Eunuch River um, outside of Ketchikan. Uh, I really miss um, clam digging, and so we're not able to do some of that. Ketchikan has had a, a ban on rockfish. And so um, haven't been able to fish for, you know, red snapper um, or any of the rockfish. Uh, so just you see all these things. There's, um, you know, some issues around herring eggs and protecting the herring. And uh, so you can go on and on. And the saddest thing this year for me was to hear about the the lack of salmon up in the Yukon and to think that um, people that uh, really rely, we, how much we rely on salmon in our state that um, – uh, these communities are going to be really struggling this uh, winter, mm-hmm. uh, already struggling um, to begin with. But And so, um, and not all of our um, family members and uh, community members have the same access to these foods um, for a lot of reasons. We haven't been able to, uh, we don't, uh, we haven't been um, um, taught or we haven't had the opportunity to be with elders or to be with people. And maybe some of our elders have uh, didn't get the chance because they were um, at boarding school or they were torn away from their families. And so um, helping people to rediscover the beauty and the power of our indigenous foods is not only healthy and good for um, all of us, um, and starting at a very young age, uh, I think it's also healing, um, and not just for indigenous people, but really for all of us, if we can figure out a way to work together to um, really take care of what we have and to make sure that, um, you know, we share. And so uh, a lot of the biggest part of our um, 
cultures is the sharing part. And and um, when you see a young child gather berries for the first time or somebody goes out on a first hunt and you see the um, the look on their face when they figure out that they are supposed to give that away, <laughs> you know, they might feel, um, you know, really sad at first. Um, but when you take, uh, I, I did this with my grandson. I took him to bring berries to an elder and uh, and just to see his face light up when the elder was so thankful and they were so happy. And so a lot of our um, elders can't get the foods that they love. And so, you know, getting kids in classrooms out gathering tea for elders, um, all sorts of ways to be able to share. Um, I think that's part of the, um, the you know, I think those moments when I think back, those are the best moments that I I still have when I share. And so, and what happens is that I feel like you, I get so much more in return and not, that's not the reason why I do it, but time and time again, when, um, when I share the foods that I, uh, gather, um, it's just so wonderful to see people appreciate them. And, um, it's really, uh, oh my gosh, and our food is so nutritious and it's so good for us. It's our foods, our whole foods. And, uh, and so there are so many things that we have that around us that we don't use anymore. And so um, just learning about some of these plants. And it's also uh, wonderful to learn about the, these in the time of COVID because a lot of us have seen the grocery stores empty shelves and some people might have anxiety or stress around where the next meal is coming from or where am I going to get um, some medicine if I don't feel well. And so learning about what we have outside our you know, homes and just right outside our door really is um, a benefit to all of us. And, um, yeah, so, woo, I really I got going on that one. Yeah, you could tell I'm excited about it. <clears throat> um, I was thinking about what you were saying about children and um, how much they love to um, learn about gathering and learn about sharing. And um, one of the things that I really loved yesterday when we were out in the Muskeg was you were talking about um, teaching different ways of, of gratitude and, and being mindful um, before you start gathering. And you were talking about teaching your grandchildren to sing. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit of that, of that story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually it was uh, um, an elder in Sitka who um, was talking about how his grandmother would tell stories the night before gathering mm -hmm. And so she would tell stories about whatever it was that they were going to get in, in, in the next day. And so he would wake up and he would wash his face with just water. And he said, that's what the plants do, you know, like this morning dew. And so um, after the after he dreamt about the plant, you know, he was already in a, you know, a really good uh, frame of mind. Um, but a lot of people uh, do different things. And in his case... He sings to the plants and believes that the um, plants give themselves to that person. And so he would he would sing to the plants, and he still does, <laughs> and uh, they would give themselves to him. And so it's not like he's killing the plants, but it's um, like this relationship. And so, um, and so anyway, my, when my daughter... Uh, who happened to be born in Petersburg, I was like, yay, we have all these connections. But when my daughter was hearing him um, on a Zoom, she was really um, 
she just something really struck her heart, and she decided uh, her, with her uh, children that she was going to um, teach them a song. And so it was a, a real simple chant that she created, and I love that she created it because a lot of us, um, we're not sure what to say or what to do. Um, and I think sometimes just taking that risk to just follow your heart and just um, do what you feel is, um, you know, think is going to work for you. And so she created this little uh, chant or a song and taught her, uh, the grand, my grandchildren. And <clears throat> my, my uh, granddaughter, Quinn, she'll, say, uh, she'll sing it before she harvests. And it's uh, a little, it's like, um, hey, ya, hey, ya, ha, ya, ha, hey. Hey, 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 yeah, hey. And so I thought, wow, that's really beautiful. And, and then, uh, so she, so my granddaughter will sing it this, you know, really out of tune, just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. And so I love asking her now, okay, we're going to, um, this is what we're going to harvest, Quinny. Uh, and she'll just go right into it. And start singing this song, and then, um, and my grandson, he's a little older, but he's, he he really is, uh, he knows all the berries now, and he's five, and so he he doesn't, he's really actually very good harvester, and so he gets there, and he's, he's so excited, he's like, his song goes a little different. His is like, hey ya hey ha, let's go, and he's done. You know, he's already got berries in his mouth, but uh, yeah, but I think it's so. It was so cute, and I love the fact that they're learning this at a young age, and just something simple, and it was done, you know, automatically. And so, but it's also practicing ceremonies a, a, a way that um, I feel like we used to um, think this way and act this way and, and treat the land. And so, it's helping um, me and my family to reconnect in a different way and look at things. Uh, more out of beauty, and I, like I, I use the word love. Um, some of it might seem really flowery to people, <laughs> but I do feel like this is a time that, um, I mean, COVID has really helped me reflect a lot more on what is my purpose and why, uh, you know, what is it that was going to really help us move forward. And I believe we we do need to work together a lot more, and there's so much divisiveness in our world and uh, in our own communities and uh, even within ourselves. And so um, I think um, there was a Hopi grandmother that I, I just love. She was just in Ketchikan with uh, with me. And she says, we're all just practicing to become professional human beings. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, I love that. That's our strategic plan. You know, yeah. it's going to be kindness. And, That's um, really beautiful. Yeah. So I think about that. And we do these things, uh, the other beautiful indigenous value that we bring to um, bring out in this respectful harvesting guidelines is the reason why we do these things. It isn't to make a buck today. It's really for our grandchildren and our children and our future generations. And so when we think like that, it helps us to remember that when I go out and harvest, um, you know, are there enough plants around before I, I gather these things? Go out with an intention of what you're going to do with it beforehand. Who am I going to share with? Um, how, what am I going to make with this? And, um, and is there enough to, you know, gather where I'm at? Uh, and do I have the time to process these things? Cause I think the fun part is the gathering. And then sometimes when we get home, we have gathered maybe too much, 
um, and not able to kind of process it all so it goes to waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, really thinking about it all. Um, and then um, really the the other thing about the the harvesting guidelines that it really brings in the spiritual aspect of our connection to this place that we live in and um, acknowledging the people of this land, you know, the the people here, uh, this this area where I live in Ketchikan and here in Petersburg is Tlingit Ani. And so really honoring the, the Tlingit people here who live here, who, you know, who have lived here for thousands of years. Um, and how are we going to work together to um, really, you know, make sure that we live here for thousands of years more and and now it's, you know, all of us together. So um, I think, um, you know, we're helping people to reconnect with nature and uh, we know is brings um, it helps with stress and anxiety and our physical health, our mental well-being um, that, you know, there's so many different ways that um, just getting out together it's you know good for family it's just um, people in recovery it's great to be out on the land and um, staying busy and uh, who doesn't like to share you know I think when you think about it's just helpful to make sure that we have access to these beautiful foods Um, one of my favorite memories was when I know um, herring eggs were gathered uh, when I grew up here in Petersburg herring eggs were gathered out at Farragut Bay flown in and um, just shared with everyone. And so I don't, I, I just remember as a young girl that, oh, yay, the, you know, the herring eggs are in and we didn't really have to ask for them. Hmm. They were just here and we didn't have to pay for them. Yeah, uh, It was just something that we shared and it it was really, wow, I wish we could do that today mm-hmm. and maybe we can. And I think that's a, a you know, that's how we, provide access and and how special those are uh, to people that um, really love them mm-hmm. and so and then and also to share with uh, people that maybe they've never tried them before to um, really um, take the time to learn about some of these beautiful foods that we have mm-hmm. and um, and trying some new things you know yeah. I, my husband is Norwegian and so I, I've done a really good job I think of um, trying the lutefisk and uh, not only trying them, the lefsa and um, krumkaka and, you know, all the foods, silbal, and, but I, um, fish cakes, um, I, I, I have to tell you that I think I'm pretty good at making them all. <laughs> and so, in fact, the, my, my mother-in-law, who um, has passed, um, she, she really would say that out of all the family members that, um, Naomi, you, you really... You make all the best Norwegian foods, and and I would just tell her that, uh, well, it's because I had such a good teacher, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, so I love uh, I'm a foodie, mm-hmm. and I love to cook, and I think that's another way of sharing is to really, not only gather these things and the tea, beautiful teas, and foods, but to show people then what do you do and what are some different ways of cooking and preparing them and. Um, how are they good for us, and in what ways can we um, create um, new things? And and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the the way that the story of the the whole process adds so much mm-hmm. value to the the final product. And as we were doing all of our processing yesterday, and we were making the 
the salts and, and um, you know, the infusions. And um, I was talking with somebody about, um, about possibly using those as gifts um, and thinking about how the story of the entire process of making those adds so much value to the final gift, like the, the attention that you put into every aspect of the creation of it really adds to the um, the value of the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I really, yeah. really like about. I, I agree. Yeah. And it's so, I, I think it's when we're making gifts that are actually from, with our own hands, with our, you know, children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it's just, uh, it means a lot more too. It's really something from you and also it connects us all. Um, so it's really beautiful. I, I, I can't, I'm so excited. I, th- I feel like the workshop was, um, I mean, it was so much stuff stuffed into two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had so much fun, and it's so fun to also see people enjoying themselves and um, learning something new and, um, and, and doing something together, I think, mm-hmm. the hands-on. The hands-on type of a workshop and creating things together, I think, is um, my style mm-hmm. of learning. And uh, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and to be invited here. It's such an honor. And um, I, a lot of my memories of growing up have been here in Petersburg. And so I, I'm just really um, glad to be back home. And I, I just, I, I, it's been a long time since I've been back. So driving around and looking at some of the places that I lived or thinking about, oh, I was, you know, in ballet in third grade or, um, oh yeah, I, I won, you know, I, I was racing down the street during the Norwegian festival. And, um, we, I used to have beer bits down at the old beachcomber and, you know, thinking about, um, all these different places I used to, some of my first gathering memories have been here with, uh, getting gumboots with my cousin, Chris, and, um, and which I was horrible at. Now I'm good at it, but <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, where did you find all those? And he had a huge bag and I had like three. And, um, so I, you know, I had some really good teachers. I would go out, um, clam digging with my aunt Esther and, um, just really loved, that was actually one of my most favorite memories because, um, my daughter Larissa wanted to go and it would be a big storm, but Aunt Esther would always go with me. <laughs> and so we had so much fun. Goose tongue. We would pick goose tongue here in Petersburg. And, um, yeah, so so just being out on the Muskeg again was uh, really refreshing for me and to be with such wonderful people, such a good group of, um, yeah, I love it here. And um, I want to come back. And exciting news, Naomi's flying back today. For the Sika Festival. Yeah. Um, and that's starting today, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, but we are, we need to back up. This is Hannah Floor. I'm here with Avery Herman Sakamoto. And this is the segment we like to call Elsewhere in Sika Kwan, where we announce Indigenous-centered PSAs. So, the Sika Festival. Um, the Sika Festival is a festival that is being put on by the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, also known as PIAC, and you've been working super hard on it. Um, can you tell us about it? I am. So the Sika Festival, um, <clears throat> it's an indigenous-based festival dedicated towards cultural awareness, um, cultural re- revitalization, and um, uplifting the indigenous people here in Sitka Kwan. 
All right. And what does that what does that look like? A lot of a lot of events going on throughout the weekend. So we have like Intro to Think It with Nay Brown and Lance Twitchell. Um, intro to Beating with Amaya Johnson virtually. And then um, we have uh, quite a few different in-person events talking about like uh, integrating language into education with Lance Twitchell and Nay Brown. All right. And unfortunately, uh, registration is now closed, but it looks like there are there is an event that. Um, doesn't require registration. Um, let's see. It is called the Elders Cafe. It's taking place at the Petersburg Public Library, both Friday and Saturday, from one to five p.m. Um, and it is for Sitkaquan elders. They are invited to come and enjoy an afternoon of coffee, tea, and snacks. Bring a story or anything else you'd like to share. It says, "Who's an elder? Grandparents." or anyone 55 and older. And this event is sponsored by the P Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee. And they note that social dis distancing and masking are required and Zoom attendance is also available. So there's that event that you can still participate in if you meet the qualifications. And then there is um, an event that's kind of tangentially related to the festival yeah, so there is a parade starting at TU <clears throat> on Elizabeth Pravage Day, which is February 16th. Everyone will gather at TU at 3.45, and the parade starts at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. And that's Wednesday the 16th. Um, I'm reading the PSA here. It says, there is a presentation and song at the end of the parade in front of the Elizabeth Pradovich mural at the courthouse. Yes. All right. And everybody is welcome to that event? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So if that is something that you're interested in, you can just go down there at 345 in front of Trading Union and join in. And then we have a couple other PSAs that are unrelated to this festival week coming up. We do. The monthly meeting of the Petersburg Indian Association Tribal Council will be held Monday, February 14th at 5 p.m. The PIA Basic Needs Project aims to provide assistance to people and families who require help and supplies eligible members with toiletries and cleaning supplies. There is no deadline and is open to all enrolled tribal members at PIA. You can find the application at piatribal.org. Voices of Sitka Kwan is recorded and produced on the traditional homelands of the Sitka Kwan, people of the fast-moving waters. For more than 10,000 years, the Sitka Kwan have lived prosperously on this land and surrounding areas. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we acknowledge their continuing connection with the land, water, and culture. We honor Ha'ani, our land, with gratitude and its peaks and Shihakting Kwan, who have fished, hunted, harvested, and gathered here for Hashuka, past, present, and future generations. This acknowledgement recognizes the original stewards of this land, the struggles they endured, and the continued restoration and healing needed. It is important to understand the history that has brought us to reside here, because such understanding fosters a more united community that honors and embraces the first peoples of Metcalf Island. Gunashish to the Sika Kwan members for sharing their stories, culture, and language to develop this welcome.
Thank you for joining us for Voices of Sitkaquan. This show is a collaboration between the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, KFSK Community Radio, and the Petersburg Public Library. It is made possible, in part, by a grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Alaska State Libraries, Archives, and Museums. It is also made possible by the generosity of our participants, including the volunteers on our content committee. We thank them for their enthusiasm and dedication. To participate in Voices of Sitkaquan, contact Kari Peterson at the Petersburg Public Library. Archives of past shows can also be found on the library website, as well as on Spotify and Apple Media. Hey, 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 we